In this episode of Startups for the Rest of Us, Mike and I talk about all things startup. This is Startups for the Rest of Us, episode 543. Welcome to Startups for the Rest of Us, the podcast that helps developers, designers, and entrepreneurs be awesome at building, launching, and growing startups. Whether you built your fifth startup or you're thinking about your first. I'm Rob. And I'm Mike. And we're here to share our experiences to help you avoid the mistakes we've made. So where this week, sir? Oh, not much. Uh, hanging in there. Just catching up on some TV these days and trying to relax a little bit in between various things that are going on. I've been watching, uh, have you heard about a show called For All Mankind? You know, I've heard about it on, a, I think on a couple of nerd podcasts I listen to, but I don't remember what it's about. Uh, it's pretty cool. So have you heard of um, Man in the High Castle, where it's kind of like an alternate history? Yeah, I, wa- I watched the first season of that, yeah. So it's similar in that it's about the space race between the United States and the Soviet Union. And the main difference is that, like, in the very first episode, what they do is they have the Soviets end up getting to the moon first. So the entire rest of the show, there's a lot of historically accurate things in there, but then they obviously take, you know, extreme creative liberty with a bunch of different historical facts or pieces of things that happened. And it's just, it's fascinating how they put that spin on it because a lot of it is very, uh, I'll say true to history and realistic. Like they have Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong and people that you would, whose names you would recognize, but then they change certain aspects of history as they go along. And it's just, it's really interesting the way that they do it. And it's got a lot of twists and turns because if you're, especially if you're a history buff and you like history, like you don't actually know what to expect next because they, they are changing things. Wow. That sounds really cool. Is it a TV show? Like 10 episodes? I think it's in its second season now. So we've watched nine episodes. It's on Apple Plus, which... Mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus, yeah. Yeah, it was like a Disney Plus, but it's Apple TV Plus. So um, it's there and we're at like the ninth episode. We just finished the ninth and we're about to watch the 10th. I think the second season is out. And that's the only reason why I actually even tried to give it a shot. But I mean, after the first episode, I was hooked. It was like, wow, this is really good. That's super cool. I need to check it out. We were just thinking, um, Sherry and I were talking and we need to find a a new show because I mean, we, were, we were talking about Game of Thrones a few weeks ago and it was like, oh, I liked when that was on because you had something every week. What was it during the summer or whenever it came out? And we watched This Is Us as well, which is good, but it's only 44 minutes a week and I think it's going to end soon as well. So I have to check it out. I like the, uh, I of course love the sci-fi alternate history type stuff. I don't know. I'm just a fan of that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely plays to the whole what if scenarios of history, but obviously like you you have your own preconceived notions about what could happen, but you can always discuss like, oh, how would this turn out if this happened instead? Yeah, exactly. That reminds me actually, one of my kids watched Frozen 2 again, like two weeks ago. Have you seen that movie? Have you seen either of the Frozens? Yep, I have. Okay, so main character Elsa, right, who has ice powers where she can shoot ice and make snow and do all that, all these things. Well, two of my kids started getting this argument about, you know, who would win in a fight. And I don't know how they got here. So it's kids, right? Elsa or Spider-Man. And I was like, obviously. Uh, Elsa, of course. Wait, what? Dude, (laughs) seriously? 
Yeah, why? Because Spider-Man would smoke her. Are you kidding me? With he, he has the the spider sense. Like she wouldn't be able to hit him at all. Can you imagine her trying to shoot the, you know, her snow rays at him and him knowing where they're going to be? I mean, that's really what the spider sense is, right? It's almost like a predictive mechanism. Yeah, but she's got like superhuman strength and reflexes and endurance. So like it's it's not really a whole lot different. I mean, you could almost say that she's got a form of spider sense as well. Wait. Superhuman strength? Does Elsa have that? Well, it's a, just superhuman agility. It's not really strength, but yeah. Really? Yeah. How does she have superhuman agility? Well, you know, it kind of takes that to be like sliding around on those ice runners and stuff that she puts together. No, because imagine, I mean, like my kids will grab a piece of cardboard and they'll go down, you know, slides standing up at the, this park here near us, right? So, and and I'm sure that looks very elegant. <laughs> At least they don't fall and crack their head open, all right, Mike? They're not wearing a helmet. <laughs> I, I disagree that she has superhuman agility. I don't, she's not a superhero. Spider-Man, he's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. She's not a superhero. She's got all these different powers. She can control ice, can can create ice, she can control water. Yeah. Manipulate the weather. I mean, can she... Like, freeze people's brains and hearts? <laughs> like, come Wait, on. Like, can she... Can't she... Which, was that in one of the movies? Did I miss yeah. that? Yeah. Uh-oh. So that could be... Well, here, here's the thing. A, I don't think of her as a superhero. I think of her as like a person who can like do some stuff and maybe more like Storm or Iceman. Like if I'm going to go back in the superhero uh, genre. And have you, I mean, this brings me into like, did you read the Marvel Secret Wars from the 80s, the comic series? I did not read it. They recreated like a bunch of those in the last eight or 10 years or something like that, right? Yeah, they had something called Secret Wars in the last 10 years that they published and my understanding is it's different than the one from the 80s, but I'm not sure. I almost, I probably need to read some of those just to, so I can tell the difference because growing up for me, it's called Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars. It ran, I think it was, I would guess 84, 85-ish. And it was like a 12 issue limited series. And it was the best story that I had ever read in comics to that, up to that point for me. In this, all the, all the superheroes and supervillains get brought to this battle planet forget what it's called battle planet maybe battle and it's made up of all these these pieces of planets from you know the unit the extended universe or whatever and they're told to fight one another by this guy called the beyonder who's like this supreme being in essence like he's he's god cosmic entity cosmic entity yeah (laughs) and in it issue three spider-man is listening to um the x-men are i forget i actually i think i have a summary right here he he happens to come upon the x-men i'm reading this off of fandom marvel that fandom comes upon the x-men who are holding private counsel with their leader professor x while they discuss the distrust they're receiving from the other heroes because they're mutants professor x has decided that his team is going to leave to join up with magneto who's actually a bad guy so spider-man hears them and then the X-Men try to grab him and sir, he clowns them. It is embarrassing. I mean, you're talking, it's Storm, it's Wolverine, Cyclops, Rogue, Colossus, and Nightcrawler all against Spider-Man. And he just slaps them around like they have no idea what they're doing. And so when I imagine him fighting Elsa, I just, it's just no contest for me. I, I feel like you're glossing over a glaring detail of that whole thing, which is the fact that he was infused with some of the Beyonders' powers. I don't think he was. He didn't have I the. I think he was. He didn't have the. Bl- <laughs> no, you're just saying the opposite of what I'm saying. 
<laughs> and just that's where you say, "Am not." <laughs> R two. Oh man, what evidence do you have of that? You haven't even read it. He doesn't have the black the black costume yet. This is actually is uh, issue eight where he gets the the black costume that later becomes Venom. And at that point, he has like because it's an alien costume. Man, I'm really spoiling this 35 year old thing too. If you don't want to know more about Secret Wars, <laughs> I can t- I'll tell you how it ends too. But um, no, I don't think he had the extra powers, dude. I just think hand-to-hand combat, he clowned the X-Men, and I think he would do the same to Elsa, sir. Yeah, direct from Wikipedia. These tales include him receiving the Beyonder's power and creating new Parker City, Spider-Man and the Thing spying on Doctor Doom in a story featuring Spider-Man's suspicions concerning the Hulk. Wait, what? That was Wikipedia? Was that, that was Secret Wars in general or this episode? Marvel's superheroes Secret Wars. <sighs> I, Although that that does specifically refer to 2010, ha, so maybe it's not ha, in the original. Gotcha. But Zing. but this is also from the 2010 was was also one the one I believe it came from Spider-Man's point of view. Hmm, that's interesting. I do need to read that. It sounds like. Yeah, I think you're wrong, sir. I don't. I don't think so. Okay, so from Cora, who would win, Spider-Man or Iceman? Oh well, yeah, probably Spider-Man. But. <laughs> well, actually, this is funny. Really, the only main answer is since this is a hypothetical scenario, which I just laugh about. It's like, of course it is. It's two superheroes. <laughs> Some of these Cora. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> since this is a hypothetical scenario, I'll be ignoring the morality, the core of these characters, etc. Basically, who would win if it was a fight to the death? First things first, analyzing their powers. Spider-Man can easily lift 10 to 30 tons and can run and move at a speed above 200 miles an hour. Wow, I didn't know that. Spider-Man is faster, stronger, more agile, more intelligent, and more, more intelligent and more skilled than Iceman. Also, his spider sense warns him of any danger, and he also has a near omnipotent awareness about his surroundings. He can also jump up to seven to ten stories across or upwards. How you feeling about Elsa now, sir? Elsa has the ability to strike a person with an icy blast that does not harm them physically, but magically freezes their heart or mind. That could be a problem. (laughs) Magically freezes their heart or mind. What range does that attack have? I don't, you know, I don't know. But given that she turned like the entire countryside into a frozen wasteland, I feel like it's probably fairly high. Yeah. If it's like in D&D terms, it like 60 slash 120. So <laughs> 12 <laughs> slash 24 squares. Yeah, because how is he going to get closer to close enough to her? To I think it ro- I think it boils down to who wins initiative in combat. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. They roll D20s. They add their dexterity. See, I'm going to give him a big dexterity bonus. Am I right? Uh, hey, Mike, you think people know what day it is? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. If not, they should look at their calendar. Uh, that's probably a good idea. This is not a regular episode of Startup for the Rest of Us. It's not? It's not. Oh, this, I messed up. Should I come back tomorrow? Yeah, come back tomorrow. This. So let's tell them the backstory. So this stemmed out of a conversation that we had two microconf Europe's ago. Well, I guess it was maybe the, it was the last one in Croatia, right? 2019? Mm-hmm. And because yep. there wasn't one in 2020, obviously, due to the pandemic. And we were at a dinner. Special thanks to Benedict and Kristov for um, treating us to, to dinner that evening. And somehow you and I, after... A couple of old fashions wound up getting into this conversation for real. Do you remember that? I have no idea how we got there, though. I, I vaguely remember, but I know you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I remember That's that. Right. I remember I was completely sober and you weren't. So it makes sense why you wouldn't remember. Oh, sure. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and we started arguing this and it was 
funny. And then the people around us were, were laughing and we got way nerded out. And we didn't even bring up Wikipedia and fandom, but I think it was Kristoff who said, it was Christopher Benedict who said, you guys should really record that at some point. And, and we said, we should do it for the next April 1st. And we missed, somehow we missed last year's probably a pandemic stress. I wasn't paying attention, but um, I'm glad that we were able to, uh, to finally get that out, Mike. I still think Spider-Man would, would win unless she just froze his heart. If she could freeze his heart or his brain, that feels like cheating. But uh, eating in a battle of the death. Eating in a battle of the death. Hypothetical battle of the death, of course. I want it to be hand to hand. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't in the guidelines. It was not in the rule book. No. Page no, seven, isn't. section thirty-five B. For what we outlined for this conversation, yeah. No, of the battle of the death handbook. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us and lightening the feed up here. I appreciate you taking the time. Really enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> enjoyed chatting about this man that was fun yeah take it easy all right take it easy bye thanks again to mike for joining me on today's episode and in case you're listening to this years down the road this episode was released on april 1st of 2021 and that is april fool's day celebrated in 11 countries around the world so i hope you enjoyed this slight deviation from our normally serious content and i'll be back in your earbuds again next tuesday morning